0: This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions.
1: Christine, what's the TFC stand for? Two Fit Crazies. Two Fit Crazy Productions? Yeah. Yeah, we produce in podcasts. So, um, you know, people always come up to us uh, and ask us how we can help them or, you know, what we can do. How did you get started in podcasting? What do I need? This and that. We got Let us covered. help you. We Let got- us consult with you. We'll walk you through every step. Got you covered. And then from there, if you feel like recording and sending us the information, we'll produce it, we'll package it, we'll send it back to you nice with a bow on it, and uh, you just upload it yourself. we'll Uh, give you all those marketing tools and everything you need to do in the meantime. That's right. From the leaders in podcasting 101.
0: TFC Productions. So we're also brought to you by ContiFit.com, which is your virtual online fitness And wellness, you name it, you need it, we're here for you. And uh, make sure, check out the Let's Face It Together Facial Fitness and Rehabilitation Program. Working with special populations
1: around the world. Get virtually certified today. Don't miss out. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. We've got virtual online health coaching uh, sessions with me, uh, my company, High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, All the information, highfivehealthandfitness.com.
0: It is Christine Conti and I'm
1: Brian Prendergast. And We
0: are Two Fit Crazies in the microphone. We are where it's at. How's mm-hmm. it going?
1: It's going well.
0: We had a great guest today, again. I love it. We have been talking to the most awesome people in the world <laughs> on Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast. Like, subscribe,
1: give in, a review,
0: all that fun stuff
1: in the world.
0: In the world, yeah.
1: This case, Los Angeles, yeah, just outside, north of Los Angeles. Marissa
0: Hoff, who I got to be on a social media panel a couple months ago with her. I think I was the I think I was the Vanna White like moderator, right? Um, she is fantastic. I'm actually going to be joining her, which I forgot, um, right. in November for another social media panel that's with the uh, SCW Mania, the conference. Can
1: I just stop you and thank you for Go. all the things that you do? What? Like these pa- the you know, the panels the and, and all, and all and these the things. You know, that, that, no, it's, it's really, it's, it's very helpful. And, we, and you're lining up these heavy hitters and uh, all these interesting people to speak with and knowledgeable and valuable and, and, and everything. Like Marissa was just fantastic today and uh, allows me to sit in dark rooms and just edit these podcasts that we do. <laughs> and while you're out there, you're like the face. You know, I know that our, both of our faces are on the, uh, our logo. But you are the face of two no, fit crazies in a you know microphone podcast. Is? You're the I'm, craziest.
0: I am the craziest. When <laughs> you close your eyes, I hope you I hope you envision like the, the monkey on the unicycle, like juggling plates with those sticks. That's me.
1: <laughs> I, that's what I've been saying. The juggling juggling the plates on the sticks is me on virtual school Ooh. days. Yes.
0: Oh, I don't even want to talk about virtual school.
1: All right. All right. I'm we getting, di- I'm we digress
0: anxiety over this. Our kids are gonna they'll be okay one day, right?
1: They're all gonna be okay. All right. Just, yeah. I, just, I mean as long as we don't screw them up. Oh jeez. <laughs> Sometimes I think about really that. Trying like like hard. am I am I just screwing my kids up for the rest of their lives? Listen, we're doing the best we all can right. here. Every Listen, day. We digress. Mm-hmm. Be military fit is coming up.
0: Wait. A teacher. And a Power Ranger walk into a room. <laughs>
1: That's the story.
0: It really is. Literally, it really is. Um, oh, you're gonna is like
1: great. this. Uh, Mar- Marissa's been in the industry. She talks about how she was a teacher and she was just, you know, she was an attendee of classes for a Kickass Trainer that Chris she got to. Stevenson that she got to uh, partner up with, and and uh, and they developed something very nice, and they had. Everything going for them, and they had a big plan. And then COVID Expansion. hits, and then what do you do next? And they pivot or switch uh, hats, and they move in a different direction. Well, they're going to and... open
0: Energy franchise, right? Which was going to be like, yeah. And they were going, you know, from London and bringing it over here, and then. It's kind of hard to open up like a franchise like that um, when everything's closed down. So <laughs> you're not allowed to that open. Was a, that was kind of a problem. And so they, they just put it on hold and get rid of it. Just a little hiatus. And um, they had another beautiful opportunity, which,
1: is, hey. Is B-Military fit?
0: Networking. Marissa is on social media with me. She is all about networking. We keep telling you guys, network, network, network. You never know who you're going to meet and who they know and who you know and – it's just putting yourself out there. I love people. That's it. Love people. And right. I love her. And this is just a fantastic story.
1: Well, we love her too. It was a great episode and uh, we think you're going to enjoy this and you're going to learn.
0: BMF. Yeah, that's right. Be military fit. That's right. Oh, you're going to hear
1: about it. Enjoy this episode, everybody. <laughs>
0: is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. You know where it's at, Brian. You tell
1: me, Conti.
0: It is a beautiful afternoon at the New Jersey shore. But we are joined by an amazing guest today. I can't wait for all y'all to hear about her. Marissa Hoff. How are you?
2: I am great and thrilled to be here. Thanks so much for having me.
0: I love it. The sun just went down, and it got really dark in our room for a second.
1: Little Scared. mood, you know. Jeez, b- set the tone <laughs> here, the mood.
2: Marissa, where Doing are the lights?
0: Tell our listeners where you're coming to us from.
2: I am actually just north of LA uh, by about 25 miles in a suburb called Westlake Village.
1: Okay. Nice. How's everything? Are you safe? Any yeah. fires in your neighborhood?
2: Uh, not. Not right now. Uh, we definitely have had our share of uh, bad fires. The worst ones were two years ago. Right now, we're good. Um, we had, like everyone else in California, a couple weeks of bad air. But luckily, right now, this part of the little state is not in danger. But uh, I feel for all the other people in Northern California, it's getting really bad.
1: I, I feel for it, too. It's the wild, wild west out there. I mean, a lot of stuff. The pictures on the news are just you know, like we have our
0: own issues here with hurricanes and storms, but it's just I feel like fire is just a whole nother mm-hmm. it's, level.
1: A friend of mine is my old college roommate is lives in Auburn. Uh, so he's in it and he's an avid mountain biker. He's savage. He's in the fire. No, well, he's like okay. in the zone. All right. Right. Uh, two years ago, I think it uh, was was closer to him. But he t- he sends me pictures of his favorite mountain biking trails. He's a ridiculous mountain biker and he loves it. And it's his passion. And they're all just like, there's like no trees anymore. It's just all wiped out, and it's all charred and brown. Yeah. It's it's wild.
2: It, it is crazy. I mean, when we had the fires come through here two years ago, we had the same thing. We ha- we're right by the Santa Monica Mountains, so again, same kind of scenario. We have tons of mountain biking around here. And uh, we're basically on the other side of Malibu, so you go over the mountains 10 miles, you're in Malibu. And from here, clear to Malibu was... 10 miles of just black, um, just crazy. And it just burned all the way down to the beach. And, um, but six months later, the green that came back and, you know, it's part of the, I guess the process was amazing. All
1: right.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. This is just, yeah. All right. The world is nuts right now. Cats and dogs (laughs) (laughs) living together. Oh my goodness.
1: Tell
0: us something good. Yeah. All right. So, Marissa, let's get on to this. Let's get on to the fun. So you are an avid member, actually an ambassador for the Women in Fitness Association, WEFA. Our, yeah. our, our listeners are familiar with this. And, Sorry, um, it's
1: my homegirls.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you also are a presenter. You also uh-huh. um, consult and you coach. And All right. So let's let's get into this. We cross oh, paths right. from presenting and you know, our guests I say this all the time, our guests don't just fall from nowhere. They're <laughs> they got some good stuff going on. So talk to us about what is going on right now. What do you got your hands in?
2: Uh, well, we're actually my business partner and I are about to launch a new brand here in the US that is coming from the UK. It's called Be Military Fit. And uh, they've been in the UK for about 20 years. It's an outdoor boot camp concept. And uh, I'll tell you more about how we got there as we get into it a little bit. But we'll start the first franchise here in California, probably within the next six to eight weeks. And then we'll be selling franchises to other people who are interested in opening their own business here in California and in other parts of the country as well.
0: All right. So mm-hmm. wait, it's this is what's big. You said it's outside, but it's a franchise. So how does that work?
2: Well, um, we'll have to see. I think the last six months have shifted a little bit in how it works. So out in the UK, and this was always our question, they are outside twelve months of the year. Uh, they typically uh, have their operations in uh, the parks. Uh, they have a couple that are on the beaches. There's a couple in Battersea, which is an area of London that is more like uh, urban. Um, and in the urban section and on the beaches, they have these containers that have all their equipment. But in most of the other places, there's a van and we carry kettlebells and bands and some other things. And they do a military style fitness. It's you know not really for military people, but that was the origin of it. And they're outside 12 months a year. And you know, the weather in the UK is not like it is here in California. (laughs) And that was part of the appeal, I think, originally. It's, you know, we're out in the rain, we're out in the cold, we're out in the heat. Um, But one of the things that they learned through COVID was that they kept more than 85% of their membership revenue through COVID because they pivoted immediately to virtual And they stayed with it. So people stayed with the brand. They really just didn't lose any steam. They continued to hold their boot camps and their classes and all those things. Uh, They have a a section called Cross Run. So there's like a running group kind of thing. And they did that virtually. So I think uh, thinking about us fair weather people here in California, (laughs) we might find ourselves doing uh, some outdoor stuff, but also doing some virtual stuff as well. I think that whole mind shift for all of us in the fitness industry is going to benefit us because then we have a little more flexibility in that regard, if that makes sense.
1: It makes good sense. What was the draw? What was these this uh, this outfit, you know, obviously coming over from Europe? How did you find them, I guess, is the first thing? And then what was the draw that, that you know, made you decide that this was the one?
2: Well, um, backing up a little bit, uh, way back, let's say um, – 10 years ago uh, my business partner opened a health club he had a training only studio um i was actually uh taking kickboxing classes at one of the big box gyms here in the area and he happened to be the instructor and he was amazing full of energy uh very charismatic his classes were always packed uh super fun and i was have always been one of those avid you know front road diva people that love to take the classes was always there and at the time my personal trainer moved to Utah so I decided to start uh, training with Chris Stevenson. that that is who my business partner is now he had a training only studio it was about 2,000 square feet and it was himself and about six to seven other personal trainers uh, very low-key super cool atmosphere great culture not a ton of you know his former profession was he was a stunt guy for the Power Rangers for 15 years so That's uh, awesome <laughs> yeah so he was more about the fun and the energy and and uh, training with him was super fun he was great always mixing things up and uh, at the time I was a stay-at-home mom I'm just like you Christine I'm a, a, pers- a teacher by trade. So I was a first and second grade teacher for about uh, eight years, moved to the suburbs and then decided to take some time off with my kids and always loved to work out. And so started training with Chris at his place and I had some extra time. And so I would send things like, oh my gosh, your apparel is terrible. Um, Let me find the right person for you and redesign your apparel for you. Um, Or you know what, let me redo your client check-in system because this is, not working for me, um, so little things like that. And so, um, in 2010, he decided that he wanted to expand. And this is a very long way to get to the, the question. <laughs> it's okay. Um, he decided to expand uh, his training only studio to uh, a little bit more space and really bring everything under one roof. He was teaching at all the different clubs in town at Gold's Gym at, at, at the time. It was Spectrum here. But he was also doing personal training, uh, training people in house, and so he decided, you know, let's bring it all under one roof. And so, uh, right across the street, it was fortunate enough from his training studio, there was uh, three different shops that were empty, and so decided to take that space and build it out into one health club. And so we went from two thousand to eight thousand square feet, mm-hmm. and he brought me on because I was helping him with other little things. And in our minds, we thought, hey, uh, it's just like the training studio, it's just gonna be a little bit bigger, uh, we can handle this. And um, what we found out was through the construction process and through opening everything and through getting um, up and running, we ended up opening a real health club. Uh, so a teacher and a Power Ranger walk into a room and Somehow I went from being a stay-at-home mom to working 70 hours a week. Uh, we had a huge success in the pre-sale. We were profitable from day one and had just a really great culture. What we didn't have was a ton of the business acumen that comes from that. Um, we were doing things, and you guys know tons of people like this, right, where we were like membership agreement, we have to do what? Okay, uh, I guess we better figure that out. And childcare, what are our policies with that? And how do we find subs for all these instructors and hiring personal trainers and running small group? And wait, we have to do what with AEDs and there's all kinds of insurance. So we learned a ton in those first three years, but we were really um, flying by the seat of our pants, if you will. And we were lucky enough to connect with someone at the small. Uh, business administration you know they do when you're starting your business they can counsel you for free and he said you should really get involved with a trade association there's got to be something for and lo and behold we we're like oh there are people who help you in this industry and teach seminars and conferences and so we got involved in that sense and we kind of started getting a little bit more knowledge um, fast forward about seven years later My business partner, Chris Stevenson, is in China with another gentleman uh, presenting, and his name is Jan Spatikia. And Jan and Chris are having a conversation about their clubs and their beginnings, and Jan happened to have a very similar start in his career. Uh, the only difference was instead of having one club that was successful, he had started a franchise of about 125 clubs throughout the UK and in a couple of different places. And these two gentlemen just hit it off and had such a connection with what the culture of the club was. Uh, as it turns out, our vision was empowering people to live healthier lives. And for Energy Fitness, which is the chain that Jan owned, it was empowering people to transform their lives. And the clubs were about the same size. We were a little under 8,000 square feet. And that's what the energy brand was typically about. And we found that we were very closely aligned. And in talking to Jan about how do we expand, how do we grow, how do we get bigger from the one location? He said, it's really easy all you have to do and he went through this battery of systems and how you here in the States, we'd have to get an FDD. And then you have to make sure you have business development enterprise. And it sounded super complicated. Uh, and then he said, or you could expand our brand here in the U S. And so that was incredibly appealing to us because it was such a connection on a cultural level. We went over to London three times, uh, in the span of 18 months and love the energy brand and decided that we wanted to expand this franchise, the energy franchise here in California. And it so happens that Chris is from Ohio. So we were going to do that as well, California and Ohio. And uh, so we're talking and we're getting ready. We're in London in February of 2020. We're looking at spaces and then boom, COVID hit. Hmm. So, I don't know about you, but we weren't really thinking that that would be a good time to open a gym. <laughs> um, you guys may know, but we're not even open here in California. Yeah. Our mm-hmm. gyms are so closed. Um, so, the landscape changed very drastically. And so, we had to not give up on our dream to start with the energy, but put a pause on that. Um, and luckily with that time we were able to help a lot of different business owners for free so we're in this to consult with people help them with reopening guidelines writing copy whatever people needed you know i'd help people review their social media or their websites so luckily uh Jan is on the board of Be Military Fit. And about two years ago, uh, they brought on a new owner, Bear Grills, who you mm-hmm. avid runners may be familiar with. Mm-hmm. He's Mr. Adventure Racer Guy. Sure. So he's now um, a part owner of the company. And Jan was so excited about Bear's involvement and um, all the success that they've had as a company pivoting through covid that he said well while you're waiting for this energy thing and the landscape to settle down a little bit why not take on be military fit it's uh, the perfect time you can be outside you can be virtual Uh, for people who are uh, not finding a home as personal trainers or group x instructors starting a business like this is so much easier than opening your full-on gym so we can help personal trainers or people who don't have to have a huge monetary buy-in, start their own business without all the headache of trying to build out a full-on gym. And so we decided that was going to be a great opportunity. And so here we are, long story, even longer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's perfect. You tied it all together.
0: And that's what is so great about fitness people sometimes that make it and we hear this all the time from people over the world you know it's people ask you know you know christine what do you do brian what do you do well how much time do you have because <laughs> yeah. there,
2: there's always start? a
0: story there's a story to why we put our hands in so many different pots and and they the connection between it and you know people say that well why do, why can't you just do one thing i'm like because everything is connected everything is related and, yeah. you know, even with what's going on with energy, I mean, this is, this is awesome. This is going to help anything else that you're involved in. Um, oh, yeah.
2: Oh I mean, my- and even just, you know, Christine, even meeting people like you, I think we have a tendency in the presenter world to kind of run in the same circles. But in the last six months, I've met a ton of people, whether it's through SCW or through WIFA, I virtually had a chance to connect with Um, so many people, you guys, Amira on your other podcast, Mm -hmm. she's amazing. Love her. Um, Jessica Maurer, who you guys just had on your last episode. Mm -hmm. She's fantastic. I mean, I don't know that that would have happened if we didn't have this whole virtual conference slash connection opportunity. Um, because I don't go, I, maybe I would go to one SCW conference, but Mm -hmm. certainly not all six of them. Um, as much as we love to travel, that was just going to be a lot. So it's been really, really cool to meet all kinds of different people that I don't think we would have.
0: Oh, it's been amazing! That for as much negative that is going on in this world, there's a heck of a lot of positive oh, that is going oh, on. Yeah.
1: And we've been podcasting like crazy too. It's the same, same thing. <laughs> it's been good for everything.
0: Yeah, we. Yeah, look,
2: you guys have had some amazing guests. That's really neat. It's.
0: You know, I think that you've, you know, you've got two choices. How are you going to look at this when you get up every day? You know, is it, is this the woe is me or is this the like, all right, well, you know what, it's, we're going to wait this out. And right now it's just fantastic to hear what, what you're doing as well. Because again, for all the, you know, people that are in the fitness industry that are asking, you know, what do I do? What's your advice? And, you know, I know that Mm -hmm. you, you know, consult and, and coach And the biggest thing I keep telling people is that just put your nose down, put your head down, whatever it is your goal is keep working towards it. Because if you, if you do keep working, whatever that is to you, um, we're going to come out of this and I don't know about you, but things are starting to pick up even though your gyms are still closed in California. Haven't you noticed that things are starting to like,
2: Oh yeah. Woo! I mean, you know one of the people that i've been working with through covid is the owner for the club that i go to and uh she's doing a great job uh she, she once we closed down the second time so we were open maybe 3 weeks right she went straight to outdoors um and that's been a huge because her franchise is pretty new she opened in september and wow. so she was just getting the ball rolling um but she's The only clubs out here that really went to a consistent outdoor schedule are Orange Theories, did not open, uh, maybe one like three locations away, finally started outdoor. It's been challenging. And um, so I think she did a great job of finding that. And I think um, we've had the opportunity to really, I think, you know, Christine, you said people ask you for advice, what should I do? Um, there are people out there that I've met who are great at connecting virtually and saying, you know, let's chat, let's talk. And, uh, whether it's people reaching out to me or people connecting like we have through live stream, the people who are expanding their network now, whether it's with clients or with other people in the industry are really doing well. I mean, I've met some incredible people, um, and it's been really neat.
1: Yeah, this industry has really, you know, figured out a way to, to you know, just be in it together. Like, you know, it's hokey uh-huh. to say, but it you know really is. And and uh and I feel like it's the people that ask for help that, you know, get it and those are the ones yeah. that are, you know, that that are going to benefit from just, you know, one way or the other, whether you got your hand out or you you know you're, you're high five in it, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's helpful all around.
2: Yeah. And you guys, I mean, with the podcast, that's so cool that you're able to uh, and Obviously you guys have more than one podcast, but just in, in the realm, connect with so many different people and then allowing those people to connect to your audiences, which is really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the value too, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll stick this out there is that, you know, where's the value, what value are you providing for other people? And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like we said, there's like you, you saw, all right, well, if I can't do this, maybe I can do this right now and it's not that you're putting what is it um you're not putting energy you know it's just a hiatus you know it's not like we're going to forget about it but all right well now it's this this is where it's at we're going to attack this and right. you know we're still going to work on this but it's the patient aspect we got to be patient and it's
1: it's you know better for the opportunity that presents itself right now because it is outdoors and because it's you know it's up and coming and you've got um, you know some uh, you know, good structure around it with uh, Bear Grylls and and you know your people <laughs> yeah. over in in Europe. Um, so let me ask you this: now, let's talk about the workouts itself. How do the how do they program it? What are what are the workouts like? You know, what are the time? You know, is it an hour class, forty five minute. How does it work?
2: So they basically have uh, the main one, which is their regular boot camp, is an hour long. Um, they actually originally were British military fitness and um, decided that, you know, it's hard to expand around the world if you're (laughs) labeling yourself as British. So they went to the B military fit, although they've been BMF all along. And so they're using a lot of the concepts that came from the military and uh, their history in the military was that There was a time historically when people would just go out and fight their battles or do whatever they needed to do. But they realized, and this was in England a long time ago, that soldiers that were better conditioned did better in battle. And they started bringing on exercise specialists. And this may be true in the U.S. I don't know because I never really even thought about that stuff. But they started bringing in experts to help. Condition the soldiers to be able to be out in the trenches for long periods of time and be able to withstand um, certain elements. And so they decided in the military in Britain that this was really important. And out came, you know, the specialists, which would be like our trainers today or our certified conditioning people that really helped prepare the troops. So their whole philosophy is based on a very scientific way of getting people to get in shape. And the misnomer that, you know, when I first started looking at this was that, oh my gosh, like I like to kickbox and I like to do bar and I like to do my hot yoga, but I don't know about being a military fit person. But it turns out that they tier their workouts really well. So it's very military in the way it's organized. So there's always a warm up. Then they do a little bit of, um, dynamic stuff to get people going and then they move into what they would do aerobic and anaerobic and then uh and it's all based on intensity so there's three stages of intensity so uh if you do orange theory or if you do my zone like I do you're moving people through specific zones of conditioning and then you end up with the same kind of cool down and they use different formations to get people into um Certain elements, and then everything is based on what you perceive as a, a participant, your level of fitness. So I would decide if I'm a blue, then I'm kind of a beginner, and I'm only going to have you do maybe ten squats. But if you're an intermediate, then you're labeled as red, and you know this is something we're working out because they have little vests over in the UK that they put on top of their workout gear. So. The instructor might say, okay, blues, give me 10 squats. Reds, give me uh, 10, but then run to the tree and back. And then greens are the advanced ones, and they would be given a longer distance to run. So there's a real specific format that has followed. And then they started adding, you know, like everybody else a couple years ago, the high-intensity ones that are about 30 minutes. Um, and with time, they've started to develop some other programming that is more for um the senior population, and that's called the active. And then, as I mentioned earlier, and you guys are total runners, they started a a run component. So it's almost like a run group where people meet, they run together. Um, But for our purposes, we'll start with the basic military session, which is the one-hour boot camp. And uh, the great thing is that, as you guys know, and having taught many classes, people expect – certain things. They know like, okay, this is when we start to get into A, or this is where we start doing B. Um, The routine is always the same, but the exercises are different, if that makes sense.
0: Got it. So it's like, it's, yeah, your template, I would say, you know, your your lesson plan. That's
2: a template. So, you know, they call it strength, then anaerobic and then aerobic, but it's basically just a format, and then you do different things. And you know, we're learning all the. There's, you know, a certain command that we use to get people in formations, and we're learning the formations. It's just more fun, um, but there is a structure, and and for them, a real scientific uh, background to that.
1: That's neat. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like, a, it sounds like a lot of fun, you know, you're outside, yeah. you're doing things. How about uh, equipment, things like that? I mean, obviously not all, every class is the same, but um, you'd be bringing this all to the spot. I know you mentioned that the place on the beach in, in Europe had boxes that they would keep things in. Um, what's your plan for that?
2: So uh, for the majority of the B military fit franchisees, we have a van and uh, it's branded with the B military fit and Uh, There's basic equipment that everyone uses. Again, with COVID, it'll probably be a little different, but um, the basic kettlebell, the long bands, um, cones, and ladders are the primary thing. Um, Be Military Fit also has a really cool... And I think the one thing that differentiates Be Military Fit from probably other outdoor styles is as much as the exercise is important and it's very strategic and scientific, they're huge on building community and they do this, um, by doing a lot of team building stuff. They, their social media is very active where they, they have people interacting with the community and they do once a month, they do kind of like, and I know you guys have done really long races, but they, they do, um, kind of like a mini mud run or a mini Spartan, and they call it military ops. I like and, it. And um, it's just kind of like a fun. It's not like intense. Like, have you guys done the Spartans?
0: I, no, I refuse. Okay, because okay. <laughs> I, don't like to I be think wet.
2: people who do Spartans are crazy. Like, I don't know why you want to get electrocuted or jump over fire. Uh, I'll do two but,
0: Ironmans before I do a like back to back before I do a Spartan. Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
2: you guys are crazy anyhow. But to be doing all that, all that crazy stuff, so this is like a like a fun Spartan. So uh, they have things like stretchers uh, where you're given that quote, unquote um, mission that you have to accomplish. And everyone comes together in this once a month, like team building accomplishment sort of uh, activity. And that's part of the fun of, of this specific franchise. And what I think separates them is really the building of the community. And if you see some of the testimonials, it's not all like super fit, uh, super hardcore people. You have grandmas that are in there. Uh, cool. So they really make it accessible um, in many ways. And I think really in just talking to the people who have the franchises and who've been a part of their uh, regime, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. is like they, just, they just love their buddies. And you guys know that, you know, whether you were teaching – uh, like what was that that you guys, you and Jessica did the striptease class? Yeah. Oh my
1: God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Way to bring that back up. That was fantastic. <laughs> Trisha I, I mean, I Murphy, never saw for real. those. I, <gasps>
2: oh, I that did great. a ton of classes. That was never one, but you know, you have your regulars and they, they'll say, you know, Christine, why weren't you in class yesterday? Or Brian, you might have people that say that, you know, Hey, where's, where's Joe today? like, you know, having people that care about you being there, whether it's the instructor or the, your fellow students, is such a huge factor in motivating you to show up and stay. Uh, and I think that's one of the things we did really well in our club is building community. Um, and that, that's a key central component in whatever we want to do moving forward. And BMF is going to give us that opportunity. It's
1: so important. I mean, you got to mm-hmm. have, you, it, it, you know, you're, you're, the community has to have a pulse. It's got to have that or else it's just, you know, it's literally brick and mortar. You know, it's like, right. right, yeah. you, you know, you're not there. I mean, obviously this one's outside, but, um, you know, yeah. it, it, ha- it has to have that. And there's so many. And I sure. think that out the outdoor aspect actually leads to more of that. I mean, we're still outside for the most part here in New Jersey mm-hmm. and, okay. and you can go inside to work out, but you have to wear a mask. So everyone's just staying outside or they're not
0: yeah. wearing masks yeah. in places. Yeah. I you know, mean, and I, it's like,
1: uh, we, we, we tend to play by the rules just because we like having the business and our right. licenses and things like <laughs> yeah. that. But, uh, yeah.
2: It-, <laughs> it is funny what people are doing, but you know, you guys probably have seen this and, and Brian, you hit the nail on the head is, is, even, you know, when clubs are allowed to go back inside, and here in California it will be at 10% capacity, I think there will always be an outdoor com- – for people who are going to do things well, an outdoor component and a virtual component. So we're going to see people at all levels of comfort. Um, as much as they want to exercise, some people may never want to be inside a building again. Right. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that Equinox – here in LA, just opened their first outdoor facility. That's it. Mm-hmm. They took over a huge rooftop uh, of one of the buildings in Century City, and everything is outside. Cool. It's it's really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've seen like a ton of stuff pop up. Uh, you know, like even like the My Equilibria stuff with those big gigantic sculpture tree looking things Mm. with, you know, ropes hanging off them and and they're pretty, you know, they're they're cool to look at. And, and, um, you know, I don't know how, if they're in (laughs) super public places, how they keep them clean and things like that, but you know, which is, which is a fact. I mean, COVID screwing up everything, but, um, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that it's good, especially where you are. I mean, it gets a little chilly over here in the wintertime. But, yeah. um, you know, but I think that, but look, I mean, look around the country, like November projects and places like, you know, things like that, where they've really developed these like awesome communities that thrive on the fact that they're out there when it's freezing cold mm-hmm. and, you know, not so nice. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's. Uh, I think it's a good thing for, for everybody. I think it brings another aspect that just supports that community that you're looking to build.
2: Yeah, I'll be interested to see if, if we're ever allowed to travel again. Uh, I love to go to the UK in the winter and see how that works because it's really cold. Um, mm-hmm. And you guys know this on the East Coast, but they they do that year-round. So I don't know if it's just a different mentality because this is where we live and this is where you get used to it. And you guys are runners. You run year-round, I'm assuming.
0: Oh, yeah. That's true. We just like certain – we all have our preferences.
1: I like the cold Mm -hmm. more than the heat.
0: And I love the heat more than the cold. But it doesn't matter. Our butts are still out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's no such thing as bad weather, just poorly dressed people. Mm. That's true.
0: (laughs) I like that quote. Uh, That is
1: uh, Bill Bowerman.
0: I might have to Mm – Please. Use that. There you go.
1: Bill Bowerman, the uh, former – Hashtag uh, two fit crazies. Uh, No, legendary head coach of the University of Oregon track and field. Bowerman.
2: oh okay so you guys would have so much fun talking to my son because he is a he just graduated from college but he was a he's athletic athletic scholarship through duke and just uh just graduated and um <laughs> he loves anything, University of Oregon.
0: Okay. I'll forgive you that he went to you, Duke because no, I'm say, a University of Maryland Christine's a Maryland. Oh, here. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and we're I'm no like, longer like... in the same conference since we left to go to No, it. forget it gets worse. Okay, because like I didn't a,
2: even know.
1: I'm like a diehard University of North Carolina basketball fan, <laughs> like since oh, birth. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But I had a conversation so with my for... husband. Yeah,
0: about it. He's like, if our kid. I said, Michael, if our son got a scholarship to run or swim or play basketball for Duke, I'm like, I would send him. Oh, definitely. And Michael's like, oh, it change no, everything. You, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> if he's good enough to get in there, he could go anywhere else. I'm like, oh
1: my gosh, yeah. this is <laughs> what I deal with. No, Georgetown I, looks pretty I good. I get right? it.
2: <laughs> I went to UCLA, and if, if my kids even dreamed about going to UC- USC, I would mm-hmm. just like, and what's good is they would never even consider it because we brainwashed, brainwashed them so that. well <laughs> right. from the beginning. I'm sure, Brian, same with you. I, it was so cool because I was in um, Chapel Hill for – URSA has their URSA Institute in the summer every year right. at Chapel Hill. And they had these pictures on the wall when you guys – what was it, like two or three years ago you won the championship? Yeah. And uh, they show yeah. – uh, what is that? The, is. The main street is uh, in oh, right in Hill. Franklin oh. Street, yes, and yeah. they show like it's empty two minutes before the game is over, and then it's I've never seen like the picture <laughs> from above, right just packed, packed with people so bonfires,
1: cool. all that yep, oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome, yeah, it's a uh, it's a fun, fun environment, but look, that's what makes us tick our passions, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I dated a girl that was a Red Sox fan. I said, This, oh is, my. Never, oh, this no. is never going to work. <laughs> <laughs> she must have been really pretty. She's literally, she literally works for the Red Sox as an attorney. She writes contracts and things oh like that. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's so funny. No, it was good. It was good I got out. You <laughs> <laughs> say that out loud? <laughs> for
0: so oh many my reasons. Gosh, <laughs> hysterical. All right, so. Tell us, now that we've gotten all of this great dirt from you about what's going on with um, Be Military Fit, which sounds so cool, and I'm so excited for you to get this going. So oh, What? All right. So now, day-to-day, is that kind of planning that, taking up the main part of your day right now? What's going on?
2: I mean, for the last six months, like I said, we've really been uh, busy helping fellow fitness business people. And, of course, like you – done a ton of, you know, webinars. I did one for URSA that was, you know, how to train your staff when your club opens and then, you know, just talking to individuals and helping them through that whole process. You guys know this, when you're running a club, it's so hard, especially those of us who worked in smaller independent clubs, you're wearing so many hats. You're the social media person. You're also the HR person. Um, There's so many things. So it's hard to get really good at one thing, unless you have time to step away. And since we've had time, you know, we closed our club in, in August, we've had time to step away from the day-to-day operations and have really been able to help people with one thing, like, let me just, you know, help you with your website. I have the time. I have the resources. Um, Let me, so, you know, most of the morning I'm working with other people, helping them, you know, Marissa, you know, what do I do? You know, I'm trying to write this to our members who are mad about, uh, we're charging them again, little things like that, or, uh, help me a little bit with my social media. About three years ago, I really started getting into social media. Like we've done, talked about in the panel. Um, I got the chance to go to the social media marketing world conference a couple times. So, some of the things that I've learned from that, I, I can now help other people with that. And that, that's what I do in the mornings. And then in the afternoons, you know, we're, we're either planning BMF stuff or, you know, with WeFi, it's been cool to help them out with uh, growing and promoting and learning a little bit more about some of the opportunities that the networking and the association bring to people. So it's been really cool.
0: I have a question for you. Here we go. Yeah. It goes like this. How, and again, we have a lot of people listening to this that are either fitness professionals or just fitness enthusiasts, and it could be anyone. Mm -hmm. But you have, you know, you have a lot of different experience out there, but you have kind of put yourself to a point where you're valuable and you, you know, can speak at a SCW or be a part of, you know, be active with WIFA or, you know, give webinars. How Mm -hmm. is it that you made that step? I know a lot of people struggle with this. Is it who you know, or was it just being in the right place at the right time, or just applying that now got you to, you know, just being. Marissa to being the Marissa, we want you to come talk for us, you know. Um I think yeah. a lot of people struggle with how you go from and people ask me too, they're like, How did you? and right. I'm like, I don't know, I just woke up one day. Um <laughs> No, but it's well, it's important. I,
2: I think it's a, a few things, uh, Christine and and I think, you know, you talked about them a little bit just in saying was it this, was it that? Um first and foremost, I think having something to share is probably the first thing you you need to be able to. So it's not about presenting, but it's about do I have something to share? And when we had Stevenson Fitness, we were able to participate in a nationwide survey. So URSA contracted with net promoter Store score in uh, 2013. And at the time, people didn't even know what net promoter score was. And um, they surveyed first uh all the people in the uk that were able to participate it was you know thousands of gyms and they came out with a net promoter score on average in the uk of 22 so this is out of 100 so this was people's if you are familiar with net promoter score people's uh as customers like would i refer this company to someone else and now we see this all the time whether we rent a car through avis or Uh, We go to Lazy Dog Cafe, you might be asked a question like, how likely are you to refer? And this was something that came out through research many years ago, as you guys probably know, from a guy about uh, what question can I ask my customers that will be a predictor of loyalty and success on a business level? So we had that chance to participate as a gym in 2013 and they did North America, and again, it was thousands of clubs that participated. And the average score in North America was 44, and Stevenson Fitness had a 77, which was at that time awesome. the highest net promoter score that Ursa had seen. So they called us and they said, "What are you guys doing over there?"
0: All of it. Oh. <laughs>
2: so uh, we had a chance to you know think about some of our best practices and. I think you guys know this. You go to a conference and you'll see a range of uh, different types of people. There's the people that you see present that are so inspiring and uh, they just, you know, get you fired up about doing what you do and go back into the club and try something new. And I love those people, but I also sometimes would go to conferences where the advice would be like, be you, be the you that is the true you. And then you will shine To the world, and your light will bring them in, which can be very motivational. But I wanted people to tell me, as a beginner in the fitness industry, what do I do? Like, (laughs) how do I hire Group X instructors? What tactics do I need to use to onboard my front desk people? And so I think part of it came with me and Christine, you probably have the same thing. Having been a teacher, when when we have something to tell people, we can be very methodical about like, here's what we did. And I wanted people to step away from a, a session with me with five really tangible things they could do when they went back to the club. Um, like, you know what? I can do this. I can I can redo my Facebook profile. Marisa showed me four things that I'd never seen before. I can redo that. Or, oh, you know what? If I'm going to do a, a, a group X training session, then these are some things I can tell my instructors, the four eyes of instructors. Um, so I think part of that is having something tangible to share, um, whether it's something specific, like how to teach a strip class <laughs> <laughs> or something more generic, like uh, how to open your own studio or at the next live stream, I'm doing uh, building your brand. Uh, but I, I wanted people to do that. So having something tangible and then applying as much as you can. And I think there are some, you know, there's some people that I mentor who, for instance, idea just had their applications come out and they don't take first time presenters. So maybe you apply to smaller conferences. Sarah is so great with SCW. There's so many opportunities because she has conferences throughout the year Uh, apply and know, you know, Some people don't know about those things. Do you know about AFS? Do you know about URSA or about club industry or all the you know, there's so many technical ones. Um, So apply. And then I think, as I've seen, I I had a chance with WeFa to meet a, a gal named Stacy Alden. She's the head of group X at a club in Seattle called pro club. And she's just reaching out to people like, Hey, Chris, Marissa, you know, I'd love to talk to you a little bit about how you got started um, and so now the next time I'm looking at applications because we're um, on the track for club industry, so I pick I pick all the speakers for programming. And when I see people come through and I recognize their name, that's helpful to me. Um, Christine
0: Conti and Brian <laughs> Prendergast.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll talk to you guys. Just um, definitely. You know I just
0: want to make sure that I put that out there in the middle of. <laughs>
2: Yes. Yeah, and see, that, you know, we have a tendency to pick the people or, you know, someone approached me yesterday about these webinars that Rex Roundtables is doing on a weekly basis, you know, do and it's typically, you know, whatever circle you're in, like the same people. So if you can expand your network and um, whether it's virtually or, you know, listening, even, even listening to podcasts. And like, oh, she would be a great speaker. Um, I love the fact that you know I'm getting to know some different people just by listening to your podcasts. Um, so I think it's just expanding your network as best you can, applying, and then having something to say are the three keys to starting to get into that um, that's quote unquote speaker world.
0: I'm going to jump in. I love that you said tangible and. Brian and I did a, um, you know, we, we do a lot of presenting together for, mm-hmm. you know, for promoting and helping people with podcasts. And, you know, part of what we try and do is, you know, help people if they want to create their own, great. But we can't literally talk to everyone individually when we do right. these or webinars. Maybe, or maybe or, it's
1: not the right fit for them right, right now or
0: whatever. Right. And it's sure. funny because we were talking at one and and you know Brian had said to me even after like feedback, he's like Christine, we got to give them more takeaways, and you need to talk less about this. And I'm like, oh. you're right, <laughs> you know. And it's sometimes
1: set her straight, right?
0: Well, but <laughs> I think it's really good to remember that. Like, let's give them more this in this section and less here. And you know, um, I do
1: think there's a it's the value, right? You know, like, what's, let's the, give what's value. the value of of that? You know, it has to be. It's got to be some nuts and bolts that, you know, that that really put it together as opposed to, you know, you're going to start a podcast and it's going to be fame. You're going to be famous. It's going to be awesome. No, (laughs) You're going to make millions Uh, of dollars right away. You're going (laughs) to bootstrap it for, you know, a while. And, and, you know, after that you pick up some volume, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's exactly what's needed. Like what, what are the, what do they actually need? It can, we can fill everything with fluff. Um, but you know, that's not exactly helpful. It might put some butts in the seats, but it's not what they're going to, you know, take away from long term it's like you know like you said you had a great um, rapport with your people and it led to a high rating in your facility and that's the same feedback that you want from our seminars and from our presenters is that we want Absolutely. value from that as opposed to hey I listen to this person talk about themselves
2: it is you know this reminds me of a funny story uh, I was at idea two years ago um, and I was not presenting. It was kind of nice to be at a conference and I don't know the last time this happened with either one of you where you're not presenting. Um, so it's like I was wearing my little workout stuff, my jeans. I didn't care. Cause I was just like going to enjoy. And my girlfriend Chantal Roderick, she also does a podcast. And so she was presenting on how to start a podcast and she lost her voice the morning, that she was supposed to present and she was doing three different sessions. And so she picked three friends and said, can you, you know, go through my slides and help be my voice. And I, and I did the, uh, the podcast one, which I know nothing about podcasts. Like it's never even dawned on me. Um, But there was about 300 people in the audience. And I think in listening to her content, people really wanted, they had questions like, what exactly do you do to like, and I don't know, like where you record the stuff or how do you edit or, the technical you know, pe- stuff. yeah, people yeah. just wanted to know that. Like, again, like you two can inspire people to start a podcast, like, you know, pick a niche and, and be, po- I mean, you guys are so fun and have, you know, it's obvious that you enjoy what you do and you have great rapport with your people, but then they're going to want to know, but how do I pick my topics? Right. Or, you know, she told them, I think in this session that she would do all the recording in like a block of time. And then she would do all the editing in a different block of time. And people's minds were blown. They were like, "Oh, no
1: way!"
2: Like they, they, like they never had thought about that. But that's what that's what we want to hear, right? Now, well, that's, <laughs> like how do you do it?
0: And then we were like, "Yeah, we're just gonna start our own production company so that you don't have to worry about it. If you're like really anxious, send, <laughs> send
1: us the audio. We'll take that block of time."
2: <laughs> oh my god, I don't know how you guys do that. But you that know, is I, you know how we do
1: around. it is we work as a team. We delegate, right. our, our, you know, mm-hmm. our, our responsibilities, and and Christine, you know, does all the booking. As you know, you didn't speak to me hardly before anything before right. I send this link because that was Christine doing all that, and then I do all the editing, and Christine does the show notes, and then we both per, you know we both promote and then it. Brian's well. like you
0: didn't send me the show notes, and I'm like yes I did. <laughs> He's like no
2: nah, he did. Really oh funny. that's so. But awesome,
1: but that's yeah. the rea- – I mean and and as a one person show, if it's just you, it's then that's tough. a lot of work. You almost need yeah. you know an assistant, and we're at the point now where we definitely need uh, you know the. Very inexpensive intern. Yeah, oh that's true. A lot
0: of inexpensive <laughs> wow. interns where we give them well, credit. I mean, <laughs> and
1: and honestly, that's feedback that we that mm-hmm. that you know that that we that we got from um Amira. I mean, if Amira, Amira tells us
0: one more time, yeah, we're I like, know. Can you just send us an intern that's really good?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Anyone at Harvard, Amira, that you can see. That
2: woman is so intelligent. It's <laughs> just crazy. I like her resume is crazy.
1: I, I said to Christine after our conversation, I was like, we we how do we figure out a way like we, we need how do we her, bring her on our it? team? Yeah. Like I want I want to be with her. Um, yeah, no, she's, she's awesome. And she's
2: I didn't know anything about her until COVID. Like all of yeah. a sudden she was mm-hmm. on WIFA and, and I and I've told a ton of people about her. Like oh my god, this woman is amazing. Yep. Um, and she's like, next time in L.A we'll get together i'm like yes (laughs) yes we will coffee's on me amira (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: now she's fantastic love
0: it love it all right so tell us this as we wrap up today what would you tell our listeners give them some takeaways give them a little something something give them your best
2: well i think one of the things that um covid i think people are finding themselves in a strange place right now um we do a every Thursday we do a happy hour virtually quote unquote with some friends from the industry. And we, last night was our 28th happy hour. So it was, we didn't get to go to URSA. So every Thursday we chat and there's some challenges as business owners that I'm seeing concurrently and that it's finding good talent and keeping it. Hmm. So, whether you're a group X instructor or maybe you were a fitness manager or a personal trainer, your services are really going to be needed with the clubs that are here long term. Maybe your club is no longer going to be around. Um, sadly, we're going to see more and more closures in the next six months. Um, so finding a space for yourself is going to be important. Um, with a company that you enjoy working with. So you appreciate their culture and um, being good at your job is something that people are going to want to have on their team. So networking, uh, attending conferences, reaching out to people and saying, Hey, uh, I I heard you on the podcast and you were so great. I'd love to talk to you or learning from, you know, Jessica was talking about doing uh, multiple Uh, revenue streams, right? Right. So maybe if you're a personal trainer, maybe you need to start learning uh, something else. Uh, Maybe you start learning about how to do social media and uh, you're going to be a little more valuable for your team. So I think it's uh, know what you have to offer for your business, whether it's your own or uh, you're working for a club, but keep reaching out to people. And one thing I would say about the fitness industry, which to me is amazing is how generous and, uh, helpful people are across the globe. You know, if I, I remember calling, um, this guy, he's on the board of directors with my partner at URSA. His name is Alan Leach. And I went to a conference of his like in 2014 at URSA. And he was talking about sales and he's in Ireland. And I said, I would love to pick your brain for about an hour. And he said, sure. And I called him uh, and Chris and I talked to him for about an hour, and he was so generous with his time. And I think you're going to find that. So there so many people, and WIFA is a great resource for women to connect with one another and to talk to each other. It's been uh, incredibly valuable. But even, you know, going to a live stream and connecting with one of the presenters, I think that's – or other attendees, for that matter. I think that's great.
1: I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. It's a very open community that most people are, are interested in helping. Uh, you know, it, it, if you're knocking on your neighbor's door, the gym across the street, they might not be so helpful, but world, <laughs> right. worldwide, you know, they, they, it's, it's a very open community. and, and uh, You know, I always say like you know, it's it's easy for us to get people from the industry to come on our show because they love sharing their knowledge and helping other people. You know, getting better at just just like you here. Um, You've helped a lot of people today just by telling us what you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's Uh, well, thanks so
2: much for having me. You uh, guys have been
1: fabulous. We love
0: networking with everyone too. Like, how can we help you? And you know. This is the whole reason we we created this. Like, let's connect more people. Let me
1: tell you one thing real Go. quick about what you just said, uh, Marissa about about them uh, about people in the industry. I think that a lot of what's happening right now might actually weed out some of those industry the people that were just dabbling in it, the part timers, uh-huh. the people that moved on. They can't they they yeah. can't work right now, and they're not coming back. Uh-huh. But the pros. That, you know the really good ones, the ones that that are knowledgeable and they're passionate, and this is their career and their life. They're, they're going to blossom in this. So it might be tough right now, but stay with it because gyms are opening. Uh, gyms will open back up. The industry will, will you know blossom again, and they'll be on. They'll be in the right place at the right time. So, um, you know, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's... I
2: mean that is so true, Brian, and and sadly that's going to be true for clubs, right? So yeah. the clubs that had a great culture, that they're good teams, they're good to their customers, they were always clean, they're going to continue to do well. And those players that were, you know, kind of not doing all that stuff may not end up making it, but it's going to make us, I think as an industry, it's going to make us stronger.
1: I agree.
0: Beautiful. Marissa. Marissa. Do our listeners a favor. I know we're going to put this out on all of our social media platforms and whatnot as well, but tell everyone where they can find out more information about you, about everything you're involved in, especially with the franchise coming out and everything. Go yeah. Ahead. Uh,
2: well, the easiest way, I mean, you can always find me on Facebook and Instagram, and it's just my name, Marisa, M-A-R-I-S-A, Hoff, H-O-F-F, and that's, that's my Instagram handle. That's my Facebook. That's my LinkedIn but our website for consulting is Stevenson S T E V E N S O N M Powers E M P O W E R S dot com, um, and the BMF stuff will probably be you know we're about two weeks out from making it completely public, so uh, stay tuned on the social and you'll see that coming up.
1: I love it. That is awesome. It's exciting.
2: Marissa, we are so excited
0: for you, and we're excited to uh, get the word out to everyone all over the world about what you're involved in, and we can't wait to to get a follow-up with you when all this stuff launches and um, starts to really expand. And
2: we'll be together next month, right? We're doing social media again? Sure. live stream. Sure, I'm day by day. I'm sure okay. we are. <laughs> next
0: month. Yeah, okay. I will see you next
2: month. All right. <laughs> um,
0: I'm like that. So next good. month is like next year to me at this point. Yeah, Every day is a I new know. adventure. You know. I know. Oh my can you goodness! Can you believe?
2: It's like less than ninety days till the new year.
1: It yes. Yeah
2: it's crazy. crazy
0: oh my goodness that's
1: it last quarter here
0: Woo.
2: <laughs> fourth,
1: everyone hold on to your
2: hats we're almost
0: through this year <laughs> <laughs> yay <laughs> oh my gosh it's so exciting all right so marissa right. thank Thanks you so much for having me so much and with that said it's christine conti i'm brian prender and we are too fit the microphone we are where it's at peace